Okay. Um, yeah, so Engage Kiss, the guy, the, the show kept talking about side characters that I didn't care. I wanted to hear about Main Boy, and I wanted to hear about his weird, like, demon gal slash girlfriend slash weird manipulator and then he had this these two x's that was all good the main the main core was good but it spent too much time talking about not the main core love flops perfect perfect comedy couldn't be done better um next up we got kaguya-sama love is war ultra romantic this is season three Versus trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome games is tough for mobs. It's true that I did limit this uh, anime tournament bracket to shows that I finished. Um, I wouldn't call trapped in a dating sim blah, blah 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 very good. I would say that like it didn't outstay its welcome. Like it was just interesting enough all the way up into the last episode. And then I, the last episode played, and I'm like, yep, I never, they don't need to make a season two of this. They definitely should not try to make a season two of this. Um, so we're going to give that, we're going to give this to uh, Love is War. Um, let's see. Uh, what do we got? Who did it say Yatsura 2022 versus Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer? Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer has shockingly bad animation i don't know what's going on with that show but like their animation budget to like to like actually make things move on the screen is like not even there um but it got a dub and it has a weird goofy title so i watched it and like the actual content of the show is pretty cool like the story i feel like uh lucifer and the biscuit hammer is a show that like probably if I read the manga and could could go through it faster, then it would be cooler, you know? It's one of those type of things. Like, I'm not getting too much out of the line delivery and the, the way they've done it compared to if I could just, like, read it at reading speed, you know? Um, Uritsu Yatsura, I've said several times. Uh, high High-quality show. It's like goofy, dumb comedy, but it's definitely winning this matchup. What do we got? Uh, Miss Kuroitsu from the Monster Development Department. Okay, so this is a... This was a show... Um, imagine The Office, but instead of being like a Dunder Mifflin paper company type office scenario... It's like a we're the bad guys from like a like a Sentai hero show bad guy squad. So she's like like works in the monster biological like she makes monsters in tubes and then sends them out to fight the good guy and that's like her day job or whatever. It's very weird. But also, it's hilariously matched up against Love After World Domination, which is also like a Sentai show with a twist. And in this case, the twist is that the Red Ranger and the Evil Princess are in love with each other. I really like Love After World Domination. And I'd watch a season two someday. 
Oh, um... So, uh... Super Sentai is the show in Japan that they used footage from to make Power Rangers. Um, it is technically... Like, that. technically it's not the name of the genre. The genre is... Uh, tokusatsu. But I can't ever remember the word tokusatsu. Um, but... So, like, a tokusatsu in general is a live-action film or television drama that makes heavy use of practical special effects, is what Wikipedia says. But basically, um, like Beetleborgs or Power Rangers or other things like that, where it's like live-action heroes and they usually like transform, but when they fight, it's still like people like maybe in a goofy suit but they're like still really fighting it's like all live and stuff um pistachio is a flavor of peace and it's it's for like it's usually for like kids or like you know if, if you grew up on it then maybe you like it as an adult because it's what you liked as a kid but like it's 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 aimed at a younger audience usually uh, well not always but like the particular type that i'm talking about here with like heroes and villains and the heroes always win the day and stuff yeah um i saw one there's a there's a twitter called uh tokusatsu badass moments and it was like this like a cowboy themed tokusatsu or something and so like the cowboy guy would like ride into the scene and the villain would be like ready to to like shoot him or whatever and the like the cowboy hero he'd just be like ah, 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 and he'd just like waggle his finger at the bad guy and then somehow he'd like he had set up a trap or something and then the bad guy would be like oh no and it was it was like cheeky and good um so you know sometimes they're funny anyway love to world domination uh rom-com I loved it. It was really good. I liked I I um the the dub. I believe I watched that dubbed and I believe that I really liked the um all the delivery characters. Yeah, the pistachio show. Yeah, that was it was it was great. Um and it's got oh, it's got Lindsay uh Sato who does a number of things. Oh, she did Poochie Time Chainsaw Man. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um let's see. Oh, let's 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 keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh Romantic Killer or My Stepmom's Daughter is my ex. Now allow me to take a sip of my orange juice before I tell you that my stepmom's daughter is my ex is actually far less interesting than the title would have you think it is. Um, well, e yes, that's, I think, I think the point of the title is to make you do that mental math and say, oh, so he dated his stepsister. Um, no. So, so, so in middle school, he dated this girl for a little bit. And then I don't, remember exactly somehow they separated i don't remember exactly what the nature of it was because it all ha it happened in flashbacks and we learn about it spread across 12 episodes or whatever but by the time the show starts in episode one 
it's uh, this guy and girl that are in high school, and they haven't told their parents that they once dated each other in middle school. Because after they broke up, several years later, their parents met and then got married. So they're, they're step-siblings that like dated once a few years ago. Not as spicy as it as it sounds. Um, it's not it's not as good as Domestic Girlfriend, but Domestic Girlfriend didn't get to be in this tournament bracket because it's that's not an anime from twenty twenty two. That's that is a compelling case. Um, the other option here is Romantic Killer, which. I don't know. I kind of liked it at first. I felt like the show outstayed its welcome. I felt like like the last few episodes of Romantic Killer I was putting on just so that I could mark the series as complete, you know? What did what, what did you think, Mighty? You watched Romantic Killer? Yeah. Solidly mid. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I liked I liked the main girl, and then just too many of the side characters. Not as not as fan. Anyway, I guess we're gonna vote for my stepmom's daughter as my ex. Um, in this in this round, let's see. Next up, we have uh, Spy Family versus Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Spy Family. Uh, delighted me from episode one, even in the episodes where I didn't think that they were as good spy family episodes. I was still enjoying myself the whole time. And they're like still like in some sort of nebulous episode in general sense. They were still very good. So spy family rates uh, very strongly. The The story kind of just stops in the middle of nowhere. There didn't seem to be like a, a conclusion for season one, but they were planning on season two eventually. So like Maybe they're like, oh, well, eventually, long term, everyone's just going to watch all the episodes in a row, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. Mobile Suit Gun on the Witch from Mercury. I have no idea, like, what is going on in this show all the time. It, I'm a Gundam idiot, and I don't get it. There's two girls. They have good chemistry. One of them kind of almost hates the other one and then one of them is nervous it's it's fantastic and that that i get and then there's like arguing over whether something is a gundam or not and i don't i don't understand why it's supposed to be important and then later they're in charge of like there's this bidding company everything is so corporate i don't get it i'm an idiot i watch gundam wing i want pretty boys shooting bullets at faceless mooks. That's what I want from a Gundam show. And I didn't quite get that. So I'm going to vote for Spyx Family here in this tournament. And we're going to move on. Uh, Chainsaw Man versus Classroom of the Elite Season 2. Uh, Classroom of the Elite Season 2, pretty good. Chainsaw Man, unremarkable. End of bracket. Call of the Night versus Comey Can't Communicate Part 2. Um... This is very easy. This is very... I, I Okay, so I really like Comey Can't Communicate Part 1, but Comey Can't Communicate Part 2... So I've only seen it a little bit, but the opening, actually not so great. 
the like solid ending. It's really weird to have an anime with a better ending sequence than an opening sequence, but that happened with Kobe Can't Communicate season two. And also, um, the uh, honestly, why is Kobe Can't Communicate season one? Oh, because Kobe Can't Communicate season one was like is like end of twenty twenty one. I think that's why it's not a turn in bracket. Um, you know. It's Comey stuff. It's good. It's not. It's it's like it's like a solid seventy percent. Like if you turn in this, you'll always get a C. You know. Um, Call of the Night. Wow, so good. I can't even. Wow. Um, great music. Great animation. I I liked it um, so much that I watched the whole thing. Uh, in Japanese, and then when the dub came out a bunch later, I watched the entire thing again dubbed, and I can't even tell you which one I like more. I mean, probably the dub because I like English, but like they're both really good. They have the the vampire girl goes from being like a more sort of a cutesy, like higher voice in Japanese to being like a deeper kind of a almost sultry type tone portrayal in the English. And both of them are very good. Like they, they, they kind of shift how sometimes the scene feels a bit, but I loved it. So call the night. We're going to, we can, we can shut up about that for a little bit. Um, Beast Tamer versus Licorice Recoil. Now Beast Tamer, I liked the first three, four, maybe five episodes or something when he when he's starting out and he gets the cat girl on his side and he gets the dragon girl on his side. I like that. Solid. And then they started having some sort of plot and like stuff that I was supposed to pay attention to from episode to episode. At first I was like, hey, this is Pokemon, but now Pikachu is like a cute girl that they've put in the show. And then, like, he gets a Bulbasaur, but the Bulbasaur is a cute dragon girl. I'm I'm with this so far. And then I started having to remember what happened last episode, and it just kind of... I don't know. Uh, Licorice Recoil, uh, best show 2K forever. Licorice Recoil is about... Um, cute... No, no. Licorice Recoil is, is, is the other one. Um, Licorice Recoil is about... Um, they're the, the assassin girls. Yeah. It's like a cute girls do cute things anime, except the cute things is shooting people with guns and it's really good. Um, it's, it, it, it looks so good constantly. Like every single there, I, I don't remember any time when I thought, Hey, why did the production quality suddenly fall apart right there? It does look good. With and I don't I don't think that it has to be unique. Really? Like I don't need an anime to surprise me. Yeah, I just need it to be good at the normal thing. We're talking about an industry where like an incredibly high number of shows are deliberately using similar art styles. So like if you're gonna use the default art style, that's fine. Just be good at it, and they were good at it. Um, what do we got? Um do it yourself versus more than married couple but not lovers. Um, do it yourself. Oh, this is actually this is actually kind of hard because 
Um, I kind of like Do It Yourself. Um, and I kind of like More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers. I think my interest in More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers, which is a show about uh, high schoolers that are assigned to pretend to be married, and then they're, like, graded on how well their fake marriage works out. Um, I think it was good at first when it was jokes, and then again, they started introducing all this plot stuff, and I just... They weren't good at writing the plot. Like, if a thing doesn't have plot, sometimes that's good, because a lot of people aren't good at writing plot, you know? And just... There's no plot in do-it-yourself. They just go to school, they go to crafts class, and then you watch them build a craft. It's good. I'm gonna... We're gonna vote for do-it-yourself in this... No. No, it's not as good as laid-back camp. Um... Oh gosh, I'm 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 already excited for this in the 2023 tournament, which we eventually someday have. A couple of cuckoos. I uh, I'm I'm gonna speak up in favor of a couple of cuckoos. Uh, it's a couple of cuckoos versus Bochi the Rock. Now, if a couple of cuckoos had been seated somewhere else in this tournament, there's a lot of other shows in this tournament bracket that a couple of cuckoos could have faced off against and won at least one match bochi the rock is unfortunately uh the best thing that's happened to animation in 2022 so um we're just gonna give that to bochi the rock right there um next we have my dress up darling versus love flops uh this is actually hard i think my dress up darling actually wins because it's got a lot more heart to it Love Flops. Love Flops has all the heart, but like it can't stop being silly. Whereas My Dress Up Darling actually can stop being silly to have the occasional moment of like these people actually uh, care about each other and have like chemistry as people and like are interested in both like what they're doing of like the, the cosplay thing and then also each other outside of just cosplay and it's it's really well written uh i loved it so we're gonna we're gonna hit dress up darling on that one uh love is war ultra romantic versus urusei atsuda 2022 here's the thing about love is war ultra romantic I don't remember a lot of what happened in season three versus previous seasons, except that, except that I guess, I think in the final episode, a thing happens, dot, 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 not to spoil what might or might not happen. I really like the final episode. I remember that in particular. I think sometime in season three, might have had the beatboxing also i don't know um i mm. i'm gonna unfortunately i think urusei atsuda wins that's that's the one with the with the demon girl and the the lecherous boy who's always trying to pick up all the girls and his uh, wife is the uh, the flying girl lum who uh, 
with the blue hand with the banger opener yeah i couldn't i don't think i could tell you any any of what the love is war season three opener sounds like at all I'm, i've probably heard it before i've probably heard it before at least 13 times probably more than that i still couldn't tell you what it sounds like at all yeah we're gonna give it this one to say um let's see rent a girlfriend season two versus love after world domination i liked rent a girlfriend season one um i feel like rent a girlfriend season two um did i did i really watch all of rent a girlfriend season two and then forget about it yeah i feel like it was in a holding pattern a lot of the season um, like, time was happening, but not really plot with the characters progress. Like, like, when you have a rom-com show, the dynamics between characters should be shifting over time if you want time to feel like it's passing. And I don't really, maybe that did happen, I forgot about it, but Love After World Domination, it just hella slaps, as they say. So we're going to vote that. Um, Shiki Mori's not just a cutie. Probably, oh, probably the biggest letdown anime has done to me in 2022. It had a trailer like it was going to be super awesome. And then actually um, every single episode, basically nothing happened. Um... Like, like, you could you could put the episodes in any order. There is no progression of anything. So, I can't vote for it. Stepmom's Daughter is my ex. Actually, like, there is plots that happen and stuff. And eventually, like, a bunch of girls are like, Hey, can we date you? And the guy's like, sorry, I'm not available right now. And then everyone is like, oh, I wonder who he's holding himself out for. And then it, like, it turns out he's secretly looking out for the his stepsister because he doesn't he like he knows that she still likes him and he doesn't want to hurt her and so he's not dating anyone at all so it's it's it is not the cleverest but it's something it's something more than shiki mori's not just a cutie giving us absolutely zero um now here see sometimes the little the little match thingy won't load and i don't like what happens here no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um. Why? Why would we put stepsister romance on hold? Uh, that doesn't even make sense. As a. As a. Here we go. <clears throat> Daily life of the immortal king season three versus Spike's family. Daily life of the immortal king season three is uh it's a major winner i think it's funnier than spike's family but like it's funnier in like a cheesy way like it, it was it's in season three they were constantly spoofing other shows like there's an episode that's like just obviously pokemon and then there's another episode where it's like obviously they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and then there's like another episode where they were um doing like a food battle not necessarily in a food wars way but like maybe in an iron chef way 
Um, but I think it works. Like, like if you liked seasons one and two, you're pretty much going to like season three. Season three introduces, there's a priestess character from the nation that is definitely not Japan and has no relation to Japan or Japanese stereotypes. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to, we're going to go to Immortal King. Um, come on. Spike's family's pretty good. Um, it's, yeah. Classroom of the Elite Season 2 or Call of the Night? I'm definitely giving it to Call of the Night. I mean, Classroom of the Elite Season 2 is okay um, in like a crazy mastermind way or whatever, but Call of the Night, um, I actually feel good when I watch Call of the Night. And I don't feel good when I watch Classroom of the Elite Season 2. I feel I feel compelled to keep watching Classroom of the Elite. If they put out Classroom of the Elite Season 3, I'm sure I would watch it or whatever. But um, Call of the Night, uh, yeah. Yeah. I prefer maybe not like other sociopaths <laughs> who uh, deliberately get the uh their their guinea pig um manipulation uh, not victim like 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 minion their guinea pig minion yeah yeah like frozen in a shed or whatever as a way as a ploy so that she can uh cry a bunch and get a bunch of people to confess a bunch of stuff and like pick fights so that he can fight them but have it count as self-defense or some sh i don't know i don't even anyway we're gonna pick okay next uh ruby ice queendom versus licorice recoil now i did like ruby ice queendom r r w b y ice queendom i did like it but in sort of like like in the way that you that maybe some people like the movie fantasia were just like crazy things are constantly happening and it doesn't make any sense but you don't care I, I never really knew what was going on exactly. Like, the, the overall plot is that at first they meet each other and then, like, a dream nightmare infects the, um, the ice girl. And then they go into her dream to inception away the nightmare. And then they spend the rest of the season anti-nightmaring. And so for the rest of the season, everything kind of runs on weird dream logic. Um... It's fine. It's like I watched the whole thing. I I I I limited. I know I finished it because I limited this tournament bracket to all the stuff that I didn't drop. So, you know, um, it's good enough to be in the bracket, but I it, it's not anything above mid. Licorice recoil. Uh, again, that's it's just such a it's just a, such a high winner. When Licorice Recoil hits Call of the Night or something soon, then we're gonna be in trouble. Do it yourself versus Bochi the Rock. Uh, I think we can just vote for Bochi the Rock. Move on. Do it yourself is good, but Do it yourself is not going to impress me. That the animation studio knows perfectly what they're doing. Now here we have uh, My Dress of Darling versus Uritsei Yatsura, twenty twenty two. I think we're going to definitely give it to My Dress Up Darling. Because um, I was charmed by Uritsei Yatsuda after like three episodes. 
But I was charmed by my dress of darling after like half of an episode. Um solid solid show dress up darling uh love the world domination versus my stepmom's daughter is my ex i'm surprised that stepmom's daughter is my ex has gotten so far but it was up a bunch of against a bunch of really weak um stuff but love after world domination takes this oh daily life of the immortal king season three versus call of the night um call of the night definitely stronger show i'm gonna I think I would like to vote for a like a new series over a continuation of a series when possible. Call the night. Good use of music. Maybe like I think particularly with Chinese shows, there's often a translation gap. Um so like maybe if an official translation team works on a dub and stuff and I rewatch a dub, I might think a little more highly of it. But like otherwise, so it's just it's, it's a lot of machine translation and stuff and then minor touch ups at the end. And I don't know. Uh, Licorice Recoil versus Bochi the Rock. Oh, my gosh. Mighty, why did I do this? Why did I give myself this decision? I really, I, I do like Licorice Recoil. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I have to agree that Boshi narrowly wins out this time. And I think the reason is that Licorice Recoil had a little bit, I don't know where, somewhere, somewhere between the first and last episodes, there was a little bit in the middle that felt like maybe it could have been trimmed down in terms of, like, the politics. Again, the politics of these organizations that are, like, to events happening totally outside the perception of the main characters. That the main characters could not possibly be responding to when, when the audience finds out that these events happen. And I don't care about that crap. I want to have the main characters, like... Focus on them, and then see stuff from their perspective most of the time. And in that sense, Bochi the Rock actually, like, using the criteria I just said, Bochi the Rock scores incredibly highly because we get special Bochi vision scenes where she has, uh, well, she has visions of what's going on, we'll say. Uh, we're getting close to the end. Dress Up Darling versus Love After World Domination. Ah, I'm definitely leaning towards Dress Up Darling. I'm trying to think. Love After World Domination. I don't. There's there's nothing that Love After World Domination can do. It's it's so good. It's so good. Imagine you know how it's how great it is when uh when Bochi is nervous and stuff. Gojo Kun from Dress Up Darling gets that nervous and it's amazing. Now here we have Call of the Night versus Bochi the Rock. This is a genuinely, genuinely difficult decision. I think we... I think I think we're going to give it to Bochi the Rock. Um, here's, here's, here's the, uh, the point that I feel I should, um, use to distinguish. Bochi the Rock is about high schoolers not middle schoolers, and Call of the Night is about a middle schooler. If we took Call of the Night 
and made this boy a high schooler. Ideally, we could make him not even in school at all. Oh my gosh, what if we made him an actual adult? Ah, we'd... It's... It doesn't... Yeah. What if we... What if we made the character an adult that still was depressed and wanted to go out at night and be a vampire? That would be fine. Um, so we're going to give it to Bochi the Rock because uh, the characters are slightly older. Still not adults, but slightly older. Uh, dress up darling versus Bochi. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bochi the Rock is not weird with the kid characters. Uh, major, major points to Bochi the Rock for not being creepy with the kid characters. In fact, as many fans of the manga will point out, um, Bochi was, uh, the term you, the term that they use is uh, downgraded uh, between manga form and anime form, by which they mean that, like, in the anime, they, they draw her boobs slightly smaller than in the manga. Um, I am both uh, amused and upset that this was a whole thread on Twitter that people talked about a lot. <laughs> um, anime was a mistake. Dress Up Darling versus Bochi the Rock. I don't think I'm going to give it to Bochy the Rock. And I think the reason is because I think I think general audiences could watch Bochy the Rock and and enjoy it particularly because it doesn't have like any weird pervy stuff whereas My Dress Up Darling is like only fit for anime fans. It's very good. But it's only fit for anime fans. So we're gonna we're gonna vote for Bochi in this uh, final match. And then we also have it says bronze match. I think this determines third place. And uh, we'll give it to Call of the Night. That's Love After World Domination versus Call of the Night. And obviously Call of the Night's gonna win that. So our final tournament results. We hit end the tournament. Uh Bochi the Rock 5-0, my dress up darling 3-1, Call of the Night 4-1. Hmm. Yeah, I guess my dress up darling just skipped. Yeah, yeah, dress up darling got a buy, and so they, uh, they, it dress up darling got three one, and probably would have had four one if it had been in round one. It could have, it could have knocked out romantic killer. It could have knocked out stepmom's daughter. It could have, it could have knocked up, could have knocked out spy's family. Could have knocked out the witch from Mercury. Um, Chomore. Okay. After that, we have Love After World Domination. Three, two. <laughs> That's rough. And then, Udisei Yatsura, two, one. Day of Life. Well, we have a we have like a multi-way tie for fifth place. We've got a four-way tie for fifth place with Odyssey Atsura, Immortal King Season 3, Licorice Recoil, and Stefan Slaughter. I so I guess it's just a weird tournament placement. With that Stefan Slaughter's my ex got into fifth place. 
uh, compared to Love Flops. Like, I think Love Flops potentially should have gone farther. I would rank it more than ninth normally had we not been doing 1v1 matches. Uh, Love Flops lost to Dress Up Darling. So, you know, that's respectable. It is, it is. Um, okay, I'm going to 